TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. Last week, Boys, thank you for covering for me and bringing Marcus Pierce on. But uh, I did hear the podcast, and uh, I see that there's a coup going on right now to uh, out me out of the wellness guys. And there's we're starting rumors already. So, <laughs> but I'm glad to be back on this particular call, um, guys. Listen, I'm I'm happy to be back because we have a special into uh, interviewee today, uh, all the way from the United States, um, from Orlando, Florida. She is a certified clinical and transpersonal hypother- uh, hypnotherapist. We'll definitely talk a little bit about that, but her her website is called Practice Happy Now, and that website really gravitated to Brett, Damien, and I because it's talking about happiness and uh, really talking about the growing the mindset and removing uh, uh, roadblocks and also moving forward with our lives and with her new book called How Big Is Your Butt? Now, that's uh, so welcome to the show, Renee Brent. Thank you. Happy to be here. Renee, um, you are a registered nurse for over 25 years and you worked in ICU and trauma um, and ER and recovery rooms, which is a very tough, tough gig for sure. And, um, you know, having experience um, ICU units and trauma units is never a fun place. So how do you how did you get involved, you know, in that, you know, it's, you know, I guess in the sad environment and tough um, environment to doing the work that you do now? So, you know, when I first started in uh, the medical field, it was very, I had a very narrow perspective and that was that the body um, was in charge of our thoughts. How we felt physically is how we felt um, mentally. And as I started doing this work, especially in the trauma room, I understood that if I connected, if they were conscious and I connected and they could look in my eyes and I could, I could lead them and pace them into a uh, calmer breathing, or I could just make a human connection that they would do better. Their blood pressure would lower, et cetera. So I learned very quickly that if we connect to something, if we make human connection, we can our thoughts can calm our body. So it was kind of a natural transition for me to go from mind, body, the body to mind, to mind, body. And, um, I knew that I wanted to heal, help people heal physically. So I knew that I had to get to the blocks or what was causing some of these physical symptoms. And so it was a natural transition for me. And, uh, I use my nursing background every day in my clinical hypnotherapy when I help people understand and release like migraines or headaches or IBS or whatever it is. It's so fascinating, Renee, because, um, you know, quite often you see magicians bring people up onto stage and do a bit of hypnosis and make, make people walk around or crack like a duck or hop on one leg and bark yeah. like a dog. Uh, but you're now saying, and, you know, we've all heard that hypnosis can get rid of smoking and that sort of thing, but you're kind of talking about hypnosis working in many other kinds of areas of health. What areas of health are you finding um, hypnosis being particularly beneficial for? I get a lot of people who feel they're stuck, but I also, anxiety and stress in this world is epidemic and people are fired up and they're having a difficult time sleeping and physical symptoms are coming from that. So it's, I'm a hypnotherapist. So a hypnotist is someone who goes on stage perhaps and does, you know, and 
has people, then they know that they want to cluck like a chicken. They want to do that. You're always in control and hypnosis. But hypnotherapy is using the state of hypnosis just to change in a brainwave from a beta wave survival rate to an alpha wave. When you do that, then you have open access to your truth, which is 95%. The subconscious mind manages 95% of our day. So when you get in there and you understand perhaps why you're feeling anxious, because anxiety is just a symptom of fear. When you go in there and open up, because hypnosis doesn't put you to sleep, it wakes you up to your truth. And that's where our our big butts, you know, those blocks, the BUTs uh, lie. So hypnosis and hypnotherapy is just a way to get in there. So yes, I smoking and weight loss, those are just symptoms. What's behind is your emotions and your beliefs and maybe even past events from our childhood younger than 10. So it's really an incredible modality for uh, people to shift and gain awareness. Well, having said all that, Renee, if you can manage to get uh, Damien to cock like a chicken before the end of the episode, there'll be, there'll be 50 bucks in it for you after the episode. So just letting you know, so that'd be great. Uh, but um you know, so what are we I'll aiming do it. to I'll do? I'll do it for fifty bucks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the goal of the hypnotherapy? Like, are we are we trying to, I guess, get into people's heads and change their beliefs, or change their paradigms, or change their previous conditioning? Like, what are we trying to achieve? Like, what what's the underlying source of how we make these changes with hypnotherapy? So, absolutely, and that it, it's getting into opening up, I, I call myself a professional garage door opener because I help people open up the garage to the subconscious mind, but you have to go in there and you decide what's going on in your life. Some people tell me I have everything in my life, but I'm not happy. I don't know why I'm not happy or I'm worried all the time and I can't sleep. It depends on what someone wants to work on, but the truth lies in our past programming from childhood our false beliefs, maybe our inner critic or an inner child, when you get in there, it's just you go into your garage and you decide what you want to keep, what you want to change. But mostly what we do is change the echo and be tethered to our past. So if you were younger than 10 and you had a teacher that kept telling you were stupid and you're never going to be anything, then that 10-year-old is encoded as truth. So now you've created a pattern for the rest of your life. So if you don't know why you're not finding the success that you want, or you keep sabotaging yourself, or you make money and lose money, there's a reason because it's old false beliefs from, from the back, from the back end of your, of your childhood. So when you go into hypnosis and you heal that memory, you change that false belief in that state, that open state, you change the echo, and then you change the behavior of how you're reacting in your life every day. And then you can reach your goals. Well, Renee, the challenge though, right, with the uh, the garage opener is that uh, most people are so resistant to actually even want to see what's behind that door. So how do you go about doing that? Because a lot of people will have that. They even say, oh no, I'm open. I, I want change. I really do. <laughs> but it's like they have like these change like wrap around the door lock and, you know, taking out the control and taking out the remote to, to even open that wanting that thing to open. Well, how do you go to get around that? Well, if they don't want to do it, you can't do it. It's not magic. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So I, they have to buy into it. Before I make an appointment, I have to you know, them just calling me and paying the money that I charge, which is worth every penny, by the way, uh, to come in and see me, they're already buying into it. They either have a physical symptom that's just overwhelming or they feel stuck. 
they've bought into it. You must want to do this work. And um, once someone understands what hypnosis is and what the plan is and they trust me or they trust their hypnotherapist, then they open up the subconscious mind to get in there. But you can't, I can't make anyone say or think or feel anything they don't want to. But I happen to be very good at explaining what's actually happening, how that's showing up in their life, and then what's the benefits of doing it and building belief in that. So um, I can't make anybody do any do anything they don't want to, but I definitely is skill set and and helping people understand the science of what's happening in their body, how it's showing up and, and the potential to release it. This is uh, absolutely fascinating, Renee. I think the thing that strikes me is, uh, is that it seems so simple. Um, I always thought <laughs> that you had to be, you know, able to be hypnotized. Uh, you know, it was something that somebody actually, you know, had to be, I suppose, compatible with, you know, like it was a technique that would only work on those people that were, able to be hypnotized if that but you're saying that as long as somebody wants this to happen um it can happen so if they mm-hmm. actually want to get to sleep then they can make this happen they want to reduce their stress they can make this happen if they want to quit smoking or move on from some kind of addiction they can make this happen and this is some kind of a conduit is that what you're saying Yes, but they can't do it in the conscious state. When you're in a beta wave, which is human, mm-hmm. or when you're in survival, you're in a high beta, mm-hmm. there's no room for change. You're just surviving. That's why when you go into hypnosis and you go into an alpha wave, right, change in a brain wave, and we do this, by the way, all day long. When you're driving in a car and you zone out, when you're watching a movie, you're putting yourself into this alpha wave all day long. But when you're in that state, that's where you can make changes and gain the awareness that you need to move forward. Everybody can put it, be put into hypnosis, except someone who's actively using um, drugs or alcohol if they're drunk or high, and um, someone who's like schizophrenic because they don't know the difference between you know real and reality in that moment. So the the um, synapses are a little bit altered in that way, so it's difficult. But people who are highly intelligent actually are the most um, hypnotizable because they're very logical, and it so actually no is chance. that easy. No yeah, you, <laughs> it's that easy. Easy, because we're doing it all day long. When you understand what it is and what it isn't, and then you know, wow, instead of fighting with therapy for years and trying to get the same message through the conscious to the subconscious, why not talk to the boss, open up the subconscious mind and go there? If you don't know how to manage your subconscious mind, someone else is driving your car, and that doesn't feel good. It's just about awareness, learning some simple skills, and and moving into that state so you can make changes in your life. So, Renee, how do you get people into a hypnotic state? Like when I think of it, I picture the movies where there's the big gold chain and the medallion on the end that you wave in front of someone and, you know, gradually you are getting sleepy. You know, how, how do you actually do it in terms of getting someone into a hypnotic state? So the main thing is focus. So you have to have someone focused and distract someone as you're giving them suggestions for relaxation. So them just focusing on the uh, the watch or the spiraling thing, as they're focusing on that, 
you're saying in just a moment, I'm going to count from five to one and you're going to a relaxed state. So when you focus, when the conscious mind is focusing on that and distracted, then the subconscious mind is open because they're always together like a, like a teeter totter. So you focus and then you count down. So for instance, I have someone look at a spot on the ceiling or a spot or I have a ring that they look at and I have them breathe three times and then I count. When I count from five down to one, by the time I get to the number one, you're going to close your eyes, relax, and simply begin to let go. And they follow the suggestions and they go down. And by the time they get to the number one, now their eyes are closed and they're relaxed. It doesn't take very much to get into that state. Sometimes when people ca- uh, concentrate on their breathing, when they're going in Sarvasa or they're in meditation, you're concentrating on your breathing. That's a distraction. And every breath you're going deeper, that's the same way. It's just a distraction. It's not hard to do it. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. I teach people how to do this for the rest of their life because that's where change happens. You cannot do it. Positive thinking in a survival state does not work. So I just want to be I clear. Th- I just want to be clear of the people who are driving right now and listening. Yeah, don't do be that. Very careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. Go ahead. Follow up a question. Well, I, was, I just wanted to know: Do you need to be good at concentrating? Like, as in, I know that yeah. if you put that in front of Lawrence, like Lawrence is great at concentrating on focusing on one thing at a time. For four minutes. Damien and I are probably a bit more prone yeah. to get distracted by stuff and procrastinate <laughs> and head off in all different directions. So, is someone who is more prone to get distracted harder to hypnotize? So this is the interesting thing. So if someone whose mind is very busy, the mind is just a reflection of the heart. If your heart is busy, then your mind will be busy. If your heart is still and at peace, your mind will be still. So it's just about a training because when you get into the hypnotic state, that's when you learn what's really going on for you. I'm not saying you guys are having issues. I'm just saying that be that mind, that distraction is a way for you to keep yourself outside of it and not inside. Oh, you're, that's uh, just basically saying that they have problems. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. The conscious mind will check in on you, especially you haven't experienced this before, and check on you with random thoughts, distract you, because it doesn't know where you're going, but it knows where you are, and it wants you to stay safe, so it's trying to keep you there. So I record my sessions, and I encourage people to train their brain for this. So sometimes it takes a little while to calm down, but you're never going to quiet your mind entirely. The conscious mind's job is to check in on you. The only people who really silence themselves in their mind and think nothingness are either people who are doing TM, you know, trans uh, and dental med- meditation for years or monks that live in a cage and have been doing it for hours for years. The human being in the world we live in today, it's very seldom that we can just silence our mind completely. So when you just know you're going to have these random thoughts, then you're like, okay, there it is. I'm not going down that rabbit hole right now. I'm just going to stay here and just enjoy this relaxation. When you train your brain, you know what to expect, then it's easier to stay in the state. You know, Renee, I've been dabbling into meditation uh, for the last few months, and it's one of the, you know, it's challenging. It's always been challenging simply for that one fact you just were talked about is that your your mind is like this monkey that just keeps on wandering. And uh, it's oftentimes we have this expectation of being a monk, you know, the first time. And, and oftentimes you just leave disappointed. And that's why a lot of people quit. And I just remember listening to, you know, you know, certain meditation where just being allowing those thoughts to come through and, and not fighting it because I think the fight also creates more resistance. 
So, you know, you talked about the beta wave and, and how, how can in the way you do it, is there uh, ways that, you know, us as, you know, um, as lay people that can really get into that or train the brain, um, to, you know, either through meditation or through other practices mm-hmm. to allow us to kind of get into that beta wave state consciously? Absolutely. And one of them is, and I know you have people on this, is um, a first way to start it is to breathe, learn to breathe and why you're breathing. When we're in a survival or a very human stressed out state, we tend to bring shallow. And this comes from the fight or flight or freeze. We try to suppress emotion by suppressing our breath. So a good way to start is really just start breathing. And when you breathe that big breath and hold it, you're actually putting slight pressure on that vagal nerve right at the diaphragm. And when you do that, when you have that slight pressure, it allows the parasympathetic nervous system, that balancing from the stress to a relaxed state, to balance a little bit more. When you do that, you push a pause button on all of that chaos and allow yourself to just bring yourself down for a minute to refocus, reboot, and just tell yourself, no, you're safe. It's okay. When people start to breathe again, open up their uh, their chest and feel that almost um, confident posture, the subconscious mind is taking all that in. So I would say the first step consciously is to pay attention to your breathing. It's amazing because I was just doing that and found myself just drifting away. Like you know, it's like when you uh, when you actually focus on breathing. I, I, I challenge people to just yep. have a bit of a, a think about this right now. Where are you breathing? You're breathing in your shoulders. You're breathing in your neck. Or you're actually breathing deep down in your belly and you know filling your lungs. Um, it really works. Like you know, I started to feel my love in my heart was coming in. I was calm. Yeah. It was really, it was quite a good feeling. I really liked that. He was Facebooking Wait. at the same time, though. No, That's I really right. wasn't. I really wasn't Facebooking. <laughs> I actually was. I was actually, you know, I was thinking. I was thinking of Tamisms. I was thinking, what's Lawrence said recently? That's really entertaining. That's that's where my heart <laughs> took me at the time. <laughs> I love it. It is Valentine's Day here, you know. So, um, yeah. so this is another one that you can use. That's gonna because we what we want to do is push the pause button on our stress, on our zapping, our chaos, right? So, and you retrain by refocusing, and that's what you were doing here is just opening up and breathing and getting oxygen and all that incredible stuff. Another one you can do, please, listeners, don't do this while you're driving, is you can focus, and I want all three of you to do this right now. So think of something that's been stressing you out, a situation or someone, and what you do is you focus on a wall or the spot across from you, and you're going to take a big breath in, and as you exhale, you tell yourself to relax. This is you're talking to the subconscious mind now. It's always, always listening, and it's always trying to communicate with you. Big breath in. Exhale. Now as you stare at that spot, add your peripheral vision. You're almost like a, you move into a panoramic view as you stare at that spot. And I want you to do that to the very outskirts. Take a breath in. Exhale. Just stay there and just pay attention to what's happening to your mind and your body. Now imagine as if you could see all around you 360 degrees. And if you do that, everything's a pause button. If you do that through the day and your subconscious mind knows that you're listening, that you have some tools, it will settle down and you'll feel better, you'll eat better, you'll sleep better at night because your subconscious mind knows you're, you're paying attention. That was clever. That was clever. That, that was, was good. Oh. That was good. That's so it's so That's interesting so because as I was doing that, I felt like the amount of stuff that I could see in my peripheral vision actually expanded 
quite a lot. Like like I went from having this quite narrow focus to being able to see seemingly beyond 180 degrees worth of vision, which I'm not sure if that's in my head or I actually did. But uh, it, it's really interesting to think how that then <laughs> how that then affects you got me down. How that then affects you know the way you I guess that you perceive the world and what you see yeah. in your world from that I guess that stress state you do tend to have that sort of singular narrow focus where you can only think about sort of one thing at a time to to being able to see I guess more of the world around you. Absolutely. And when you narrow focus, you, you, what you concentrate on, you create. So if your narrow focus is in survival wrote you and fear, that's what you're creating more of in your life. Just like that. You're very good. It's a great metaphor. When you open up and expand, then you could start seeing the colors to the side, or you can start seeing that someone over there is actually smiling at you and you can connect to them in a new way. So if you do that through the day, man, your, your heart and your life really opens up. So, Renee, you know, the types of people that you work with, um, you know, how long do these do people respond? Is it responsiveness is it really quickly or do they take a bit of time or I guess everybody's different? You know, what what are the, some of the challenges with people when they want to take these on? Is it is it how much um, they hold on to the, the past or is it based on the willingness to be open? What what are some of the challenges for, for people to go go through? Um, so. I work with a lot of anxiety and that is fear-based. Anxiety is just a symptom of fear. So someone with anxiety, and this work moves very quickly because I not only, it's self-hypnosis, I teach people skills. I really am not interested in any hypno, hypnotherapist shouldn't be in having someone long-term. You want to give someone the skills. This is all internal work. I just hold space for you and help you move through it. So three to five sessions, my clients are really sleeping better. They're feeling better. Um, they feel calmer. And it's very interesting. They often say, um, you know, my boss is just getting nicer. I don't know what's going on with him. And I start laughing. I'm like, your boss isn't doing any work. You're the only one that's doing the work. It's your perception of your boss that's changing. And when you do that and you start looking through the world in a different lens, then things start changing. So it's a process that moves through it. So three to five sessions, this work moves very quickly. People see a real shift in their life. Uh, anxiety clients, I probably see five times, which is about two hours, about 10 hours. And then I can help someone really feel so much better, um, in their life. I do addiction work. Um, that's a little bit of a process based on how long the behavior has been going on. But, um, I'm not sure if that's the question you were as asking. But, no, no, that's, uh, that's great. Because I mean, what, yeah. basically, what you're saying is too, as well, is that you know, it, people need to be uh, fully aware. Is getting from the external blame and also then put the internal focus on themselves, which then allows to change the consciousness. Because you talk about the mind-body connection, right? And yeah. oftentimes, when people go through stress or anxiety or everything else, it's, mm -hmm. it's it's externalized. And what you're saying is that you know, the time that whatever time it takes is the time that to to basically go internal and allow us to kind yeah. of see the world differently and connect it. So thank you, appreciate that. Yeah. And um, how you feel about something, an illness, a disease, a situation, a person, how you feel about it is really what caused it in the first place. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. If you feel like you're weak and you're um, damaged or you're not good enough, that's what caused the symptoms and your reaction to it in the first place. So pay attention to the thoughts that you're having about other people or situations or illnesses. And those, that's a big clue for you in your life. Hmm. That's interesting. Renee, 
Um, you said you said at the start of the, uh, of the our podcast today that you you might be dealing with children or people with children's issues or things that they've hung on to since mm-hmm. before they were ten. And many people would see a therapist, counselor, psychologist uh, to to try and work through some of these issues. They might do a, a you know a, a breakthrough type of you know experience where they're going deep into some words or things that they've kind of linked to themselves and they might mm-hmm. collapse them. Using your techniques, using hypnosis, is this something that you can kind of fast forward? Can you skip a few things? Some people like to use the word hack. I don't like the word hack, but is this um, mm-hmm. something that you can help manage faster, get rid of sooner? What, what is yeah. this? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to place it. So let me give you an example. I had a, um, a, a 40, like she's 42 a year old woman who really had everything. She had money, family, kids, all health in, on the outside, but she was not happy in her life and she was struggling and she had a fake face on. She was trying to act happy, but she wasn't. And it was showing up in her health, et cetera. And she came to me and we got the words. She felt worthless. She felt not good enough. She felt sad, angry, disappointed. And, um, in hip- so I put her in hypnosis and then I amplify those emotions in the subconscious state. And then that, so that amping up bridges her. I take her to the first time she ever felt that. This is what I do with my clients because the first time you ever get it is where you need to get to. So she went to third grade and she was standing outside school and her best friends, her mates there, just decided that she wasn't part of the group anymore and they made fun of her. And in that moment, she felt like she wasn't good enough to be in the group. And she carried that pattern for the rest of her life. When we went into hypnosis and we helped that little third grader with love and understanding and forgiveness, when she healed the memory, changed the false beliefs. Now what we've done is we've changed the echo in her life. So it's not showing up for her every day because just because you turn down the volume doesn't mean it isn't there. And you grow up that inner child and you do that and you reframe it in the life today. Usually how someone feels today about their life is usually what that, that memory uh, made them feel and what they believe about themselves. It's almost mirror. And when they get that aha moment, man, I can almost see them shifting in their, in their chair. It's just like, wow. And you grow them up. And now when they wake up every morning, they find themselves happier. They find themselves not hearing that echo in their mind anymore. And they know they're worthy and deserving of the life. And it is like hacking because you stop the echo. You're not tethered to that event anymore that you're not even aware of. So it's incredibly healing for people to, to be able to move forward. So, Renee, one of the things you keep saying is that, uh, that you know, people need to heal, essentially heal themselves. You know, they need to go inside mm-hmm. and find those solutions for mm-hmm. themselves. And, and I find sometimes when people are in that stress state particularly, what they, what they think they want and what they, re- they really come looking for is someone to fix them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do you find that's an issue where people just want you to fix them? Like they don't necessarily want to have to go inside and do that work and find those things from the past, uh, but they just want sort of, want you to do it for them for want of a better word? Yeah, there are some, but they don't, I don't take them as clients because this is all work. I'm good at what I do, but I, nobody could do it for you. And this is the thing. I don't tell people how to feel. Everybody knows 
what they want in their life and they're all whole complete. There's just some things in the, got in the way. So I just help them clear those blocks, those big butts, you know, BUTs out of the way. And then you can see your life. So if they're not willing to do the work, then they need to, you know, do it when they're ready. But what I do is help them bypass gain some awareness and then you can understand it's scary I understand it's scary but it's so worth it it's so worth the effort and if you have someone a hypnotherapist that you find that you build rapport with and trust it's so so worth the the journey but you have to do it yourself no one can tell you how to do this and those are the bigger the biggest shift in someone's life this is the biggest healing is when you get it from within and you have those moments on your own Renee, how do you figure out whether people are ready or not? And I guess for those people listening at home, how do they know if they're ready to go and make this sort of change? If you're feeling a conflict, a part wants this and a part wants that, that internal struggle, that internal conflict is there's a higher perspective of you, your higher self that's saying, come on, man, let's get it together. You can do better than this. When you're hearing that voice, that's when the conflicts start. That's when you're ready. Right. If you don't think there's a problem, there's not a problem. But most people in their in the quiet, they know that they they want to feel happier. They know that they can be a success. They know that they're procrastinating or self-sabotaging. That's all you need. A little bit of awareness. And I help them pulling out because you cannot heal something unless you're aware of it. So when you open up in that space of, of hypnosis, then that awareness, then you can pull it out and look at it and you decide what you want to do with it. So. I would say if someone says, no way, you're not going to do it, then you're not going to do it. But if there's a part of you that's saying there's a conflict, I want more, then you're ready. Renee, last question. As people move forward in their lives, if they have some of these things sorted out or just being awareness of moving forward, what are some of the what is one thing that they should um, do or practice uh, on a regular basis to, you know, stop having butts in the future or at least minimize that as much as possible or these blocks that, you know, to stop them from living the life that they want. Sure. So you start learning to listen and feel safe enough to listen to the subconscious mind. It's always talking to you all day long. We'll hear a word like, you know, that's, oh my God, you're stupid or you can't do that. And then we push it down and pretend it's not there. So it's start listening to what's coming up for you. Learn. Uh, this is why I wrote the book, How Big Is Your Butt? Because I have skills in there each chapter about how to start managing your subconscious mind, how to be that happiness hunter and grab a hold of it. So one quick thing that people can do is do meditation, go into the alpha state. But a very easy way to do that is when you go into sleep, You change waves into a delta, which is sleep. You go through hypnosis, and when you wake up in the morning, you come out into hypnosis. So I set my alarm every morning 10, 15 minutes before I'm supposed to wake up. I'm supposed to absolutely have to be out of bed. I arouse myself, you know, wake up a little bit, and then I close my eyes again. I know I'm in an alpha weight. I know I'm in a hypnotic state because that's what it feels like. Then I plan my day. I want to see the successes. I want to see how I'm feeling if a challenge comes up. I want to see how I'm taking great care of my body. Plan your day the morning when you wake up before you open your eyes and you've already done your own hypnotic programming for the day. And then you can create amazing possibilities. 
That's great. Thank you so much for your insights and your expertise. And uh, this is, you know, it's just been fascinating to hear from your perspective. And uh, I think people will get a lot of value out of this. So guys, make sure you check out uh, Renee's uh, website. It's practicehappynow.com. We'll definitely put these links. So there's a couple of links out that we'll definitely share with you on the show notes. And uh, make sure you go check it out on the wellnesscouch.com site um, on this particular episode. So Thank you so much for having, uh, thanks for having you on there. I'm so excited. Sorry. Let me put that again. <laughs> I got hypnotic. I got hypnotized. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say thank you for being on the show. Um, it's just, I think like I got so much value from it and it's just, um, it's just crazy to hear your voice. And when you went into that, you, your voice and tone changed when you sort of went into that, um, <laughs> that state. And it was like, I literally just went, Oh my God, I got to wake up from this because I have to, you know, do this podcast. So thank you so much. And it's just so, so much power in, in just in the tone and the voice and how people say, say things to each other. So you can imagine the power yeah. that voice and tone that we say to when we talk to ourselves. So guys, make sure you join us on Facebook. Keep this conversation going on the Wellness Guys and the Wellness Couch uh, Facebook page. Uh, while you're there, please like us, share this podcast with your friends, families, and the strangers you think need a wellness update and subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star rating and leave comments on there as well. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week and you might hear Damien Christoph do a quack on the Wellness Guys show. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.